is watching us. Praise Him. And uh, I want to talk some about follow-up on Easter, and we're going to have a, a couple more people talking. You remember on Easter, right, um, the three of the ladies did a, this was the stone that got rolled away. Do you all remember that? Except for I had an usher doing a really good job with it last week. I'm not doing as well. I can't really. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I was I, it was heavy. It was heavy. No, just hold it, and then you're going to turn it around in a second. But make sure the words are right on the back. Because, you know, what we learned last week, you've got to, you and I have, besides he's the God of all gods and the King of kings and Lord of lords and the great shepherd and love himself, besides all the attributes that Jesus is, the truth is uh, we have present tense reality to praise him, right? And on the and the stone was rolled away. That, the stone was what the government and the religious people and the, and the society of Jesus' day, they were putting the stone to keep him in the tomb because they thought he was a liar. He said he was life. He said he was God. He said he was the Messiah, the Son of God. And they said, you're a liar. And then he said, and oh, and by the way, guys, I'm going to raise from the dead in three days. And they said, oh, no, you're not, because we're going to put a guard on the tomb, and that stone will stay there, and your disciples aren't going to come and sneak you out and lie to us again. Little did they know that the angel, the archangel, came and rolled the stone away, and, and the, literally the soldiers fell down as if they were dead, and Jesus rose. But flip that around, Corey. The truth is today, you and I still have a resurrection that's happening in our lives, and it's things like shame and guilt and regret. Those lies that people keep saying or you keep hearing in your heart that you're not as good as everybody else or you've gone too far or you didn't come to Jesus soon enough. Like how, how what a blessing for these children to grow up loving Jesus and knowing he loves them. And, and we weren't like that. Many of you weren't like that. We just weren't. And so all of these things are written on the inside of that, to, that stone that the devil wants to keep you from being seated with him in heavenly places. And those are the kinds of things to do. And so, but when we see people set free, something happens to us. Something happens to us. And that's why Bryant was crying last Sunday. And that's why Harvey got excited. And that's why when, when we saw Lacey stepping out and being who she really is. And then it blessed us and it blessed her. She had fun praying for you pagans last Thursday night. That was my words, not hers. I don't know who she prayed for, but it was good, right? Uh, it blessed her. And guys, there's something there's, uh, that I want you to know. Last week when they were practicing that skit, uh, they were practicing on Saturday night, um, Lisa and Katie and Sharon were doing, you all saw it Sunday morning, if you haven't, you can go on Pat's Facebook page and he recorded it, and they were practicing it, and I'm in the sound booth, and we're on like the fifth time or sixth time, you know what happens when you're practicing something, they do it over and over, I'm running the little light up there. And turning it on and trying to turn it on at the right time. And they're down here doing that skit. And part of the skit was when Jesus came out of that tomb and they saw him, they fell on the ground. And, uh, and so they're practicing that. Of course, some of us older people have a hard time getting up once we fall down. That was sort of funny. So I'm up in the foot. And I'm going to be funny. 
So I'm up in the sound booth, and the last time they practiced it, I said, I'm going to run down there, and I'm going to fall on my face with them, just for fun. And uh, so they get to that point in the skit where Jesus came out, and I came down, and I just walked right up in front of, the, to, in front of them, and uh, I just fell right flat on my face with them. And then the Holy Spirit hit me, <laughs> and I found tears in my eyes. And I found myself unable to look at my Lord, who had just raised from the dead. And I'm like, God, I'm trying to be funny, and I'm, there is something. I'm having an encounter with you while they're practicing this get. Jesus, I, I, and I decided I wasn't going to be embarrassed about it. Because what's the best thing that ever happened to you? It's that thing, right? It's something enlightened it's a it's a wake-up moment an aha moment it's how many times it happens over and over and over and over and over again if you limit that to once in your life and that's what I think a lot of we we have done a lot of religion has done in our lives we've limited that moment to getting saved and you know what I admire my brothers and sisters who can have that kind of moment with Jesus 47 years ago you know and they can still serve him. They can still be faithful. They are, for 40 years, they're faithful. And they had one moment like that. But you know, that was never God's heart. The resurrection is present tense, not future tense and not past tense. It's all, it affected all of history. Jesus rose from the dead before the world was even created. The Bible says he and the Father got together before anything was created and decided that Jesus would come to earth and offer himself as a living sacrifice so God could have a family. And we get to experience that over and over. And uh, I want to look at a passage today that I think is a big deal. Because the truth is, uh, I want to keep experiencing that. Every time... There's, I'll, just, I'll tell you something, there's something supernatural happens, and I'm going to look at it in Scripture in Luke chapter 15. You all know the story, but we're going to look there in a second. Something supernatural happens when I see someone else having that engagement and having that encounter, having that epiphany, having that enlightenment, having that face light up. When they, something happens to them, something happens to us. And I tell you what, God has a prescription for joy, not just joy, joy, for extravagant, over-the-top joy. He's got a prescription for happiness. He does. And that's what I want to talk about today. You don't need pills. You don't need stuff. There's something more powerful. And that's what I experienced when, that, when I was trying to make fun of those guys and laying on the floor. And I experienced Jesus rising from the dead. It happened to me again unbelievable inside of me um so i want uh i've got lacy's mama and she's not Lacey's, only lacy's mama uh belinda you come up here i want i asked her to share too i want to get i want you guys to hear different perspectives of what happens when you see somebody something happening so belinda y'all be patient with her she may talk for a long time no hey. <laughs> belinda, you're brave so okay so what do I feel seeing light in new believers? Yeah. Okay. In other well, people. It's pretty, not in you, but when you see it happen to other people, you know uh, it. Well, it's pretty bright on the front row for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see love and 
Wow. Um, things that were dead comes back to life <laughs> and freedom. Yeah. And a second chance. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Belinda. That's good. You know, for those of us like me and Belinda, we're over the top uh, extravagant emotional people, right? <sighs> Have you ever seen love? You know what that's worth? When you see somebody set free from shame, you know what that does to you? When you see somebody rescued from bondage and darkness, do you know what that does for you? Now, we're going to talk about that. When you see somebody set free, all of a sudden, it's something inside of me changes and uh, over and over again. So I want us to look at that today, and, and we're, going to have, we're going to have some more. But what happens to you? When you see someone's life transformed, it's good. <laughs> it's good, I'm telling you. If you never had a hit on that, you need to try it. <laughs> and if you understand my English, then you probably understand what I'm saying. Um, I'm telling you, it's good. It's good, right? And so... Uh, you know, our mission here at Grace Fellowship is to lead people to become followers of Jesus. And what that means is, when you become a follower in Jesus, you begin having those moments in your life, consistently having them. And all of a sudden, your life isn't being determined by your circumstances, by what's not right, by anything, bombs going off, storms. That doesn't determine what's happening in here. What's happening in here becomes depended upon what's happening out there and it's him when you get to be a part of that and guys we had this easter thing right uh camille and i get credit because i held the paper down camille painted these words for me and she drew that rock on the back and others of you cleaned the church and a lot of you cooked cookies and all kinds of stuff and uh, banana pudding, which is good. And, you know, you did stuff like that. All of you had a part in getting to see people's lives transformed last week. You got to see smiles on faces. You got to see families coming together. That was you. You all got to be a part of that. Every one of you did. And, you know, I tell you, there was such an atmosphere of joy and happiness in here. And uh, that didn't happen because a lot of us sourpusses all showed up. You know what would have happened if we had all been frowning? Everybody would have been frowning, but that isn't what happened. You loved on people. You welcomed them. You even gave up, you gave up your time and effort, and you, you, you did that. And it's like what we do when we care for, when we care for people, and, it, and something happens. It's amazing that God used those illustrations that he's a shepherd and we're sheep. And I, we're going to talk about that passage and. Uh, all of you helped complete our mission last week when you cleaned up, when you paid for the blow-up animals, when you, everything we all did together lets people experience and have encounters with Jesus. That's it. That is it. That's the key to happiness and joy. It's the key to longevity. You know, I look at our resident old people, Harvey and Marceline. <laughs> okay, Marceline and Harvey are more experienced Christians, right? Can we say for like 70 years, more than that? And uh, I've been following Jesus for 40, 
And I want to tell you, you know what keeps us going? Being a part of other people taking another step in their journey with Jesus. You know what keeps me going? Not the money, not the grass, not the stuff. It was getting to go and play on the playground and see a kid laughing and having fun with Jesus. And to see a family coming back together. And to see someone set free from guilt and regret and shame and bondage and addictions. You know what keeps me going? I've been doing this 40 years and I ain't planning on retiring. You know why? And a lot of you are bored with life now and you're not a half of my age. Why are you bored? Because you put your hope in something that's not fulfilling. You know what will make you full and keep you full forever? is putting your hope in this. And that's what Jesus wants to talk about. So I want to uh, look at, uh, let's don't forget the very key to everything is Jesus. And I know, you, Alan, you're a broken record. Yes, I am. And it's a good broken record. It's been playing for thousands of years. Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. He scorned its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And he's sitting there to this day and he's inviting you and I to sit on the throne with him. You see, joy was what Jesus looked at. And it's not just what we call joy, or it's not just happiness, it's, it's a word in, in, that's so much bigger than that. It's, it's uh, extravagant, extreme joy. And it's not just that, it's uncontainable. It's like your body has to respond to it. I mean, y'all respond when I tell those jokes. I know y'all can't help it, y'all smile and laugh and stuff. I know that's your body responding to something amazingly funny, me. But... The truth is, joy is supernatural, and you cannot stop your body from reacting. It does remind me of, it reminds me of drinking alcohol or drugs. You know, those of, those of you that drink, you know that when you get drunk, your body is not responding the way it should. You think you're okay. Isn't that funny? And then we all sit around and laugh at drunks because what they're doing stuff that they think is normal, but we know it's not. You think you can drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think your reaction time is even better than it was when you were sober. I got a clue for you. They will put you in prison for that. Because everyone knows it affects you. You know what happens when you begin to see other people and you become a part of people coming to Jesus? Your body can't help it but respond. You can't help but change from the inside out. Because this joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul said in Galatians. It's a fruit of the Spirit. What's the fruit of the Spirit? It's the fruit that comes from you connecting with Jesus. And joy is one of them. So joy isn't something you put on. It's something you let out. You know, And I just can't stop it. Now, sometimes when I'm praising God, it's a choice I make because I don't feel like it. I do choose to praise. But joy, you don't choose to be joy. It's just there. And it sustains you. It's better than anything you'll ever do. And so we, we look at Jesus. He's our example. Now, here's the passage of Scripture we're going to look at for at least a couple of weeks. Y'all know this story in Luke chapter 15, right? Now, the tax collectors and sinners... They're the ones who are unhappy and grumbling. 
Think about it. The tax collectors and sinners. Now, the sinners weren't grumbling and unhappy. It was the tax collectors and the Pharisees. They tell that next verse. They were all gathering to hear Jesus. Everybody was hearing him. But not everybody was hearing the same thing. They were all there. And it says in verse 2, the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered. But did you see what they did? Did you see what she's wearing? Did you see what she's not wearing? Did you hear him? Did you, did you smell them? Did you see what they drive? Did you see where they just came up? They just, they, did you see the pastor of that church owns the tobacco shop? I don't know if y'all noticed. That's my name on the tobacco shop. I wish I owned it, but I don't. That's a friend of mine. His name is Alan Alford. And his wife's name's Jeannie. <laughs> sometimes we get we swap mail sometimes because we just do. Same name, spelled the same way. And so you could grumble about me owning that tobacco shop. It's not me. <laughs> I do I wouldn't mind owning it, but it's not me. This man. They're mutterers. They're mur- mut- mur- they mutter. Right? Not murder. They mutter. They complain. They gripe. They're not happy. They're discontented. Now ask yourself which group you're in. It's only two groups. One group's coming to Jesus. I guess there's three groups. There's a group that's coming to Jesus. They're called sinners. There's the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and they're the murder, mutter, mutterers, mutterers, right? And then there's the shepherd and all of his friends who rejoice with him. So you want to know how you can tell which group you're in? Which is, which is the normal for your life? Are you, which is normal? Are you, do you have joy? Is that normal? Or do you mutter and complain? Is that your normal? Or are you coming to Jesus, which will bring you to joy? It's pretty simple mathematics here. And I want us to be a church whose purpose is to lead people to become followers of Jesus. You know, I'm okay if we mess up. It, uh, you, know, you know, last week we ran out of food. And we're serving so many people. We we just excited to serve them, and we we ran out of meat. And you know what? I know it probably, maybe in the in, maybe in the past that would have just got under my skin, and I'd have been like, I didn't even care. I was like, just don't eat. Let's have fun. Look what's happening. We're reaching our goal, which is people encountering Jesus and being loved and children having fun. And this is our purpose. Well, I thought our purpose was to do things with excellence. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, no. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to lead people to become followers of Jesus so they can have those aha moments, you know. Those are big. Those aha moments are big. And me, it was big. When I was 24, and I went, oh, Jesus, I think I'll follow you. I think, I think instead of making money and becoming powerful will make me happy, I think, you, I think you're, the, you're, you're it, Jesus. 
That's, I, and I just had this epiphany, right? That's what they say nowadays. I had an epiphany. I don't know what I had. I just know that I fell in love with Jesus. And I, and I said, I'm going to follow you. And 40 years later, I'm still there. And I'm happy. You see, Jesus wants people to have those moments. And I live for those moments. You know, um, I'm going to ask Gary Patterson, come on, come on down, Gary. Uh, Gary and I talk about this, and he's the one. Yeah, there's Gary. Uh, I started to say he's my nicest brother-in-law, but I, I do have two brother-in-laws. <laughs> They're both nice. Gary, Gary's the one who I got that word from, aha moment, because he loves that. Okay. Yep. Uh, I want to start out. By Put it by your mouth, Gary. I Thank want you. to start out by saying that I have been healed so many times in this church, spiritually, physically, and mentally. You know, just welcome home up here. That means more than in just one place. Yeah. You know, I've got 11 years clean now. <laughs> Come on. And I've been healed of pneumonia just recently. I got out of the hospital, and I went to see my doctor, and my lungs were crystal clear, and it was five days after Yeah, come on. That's big, Gary. Now, another big moment in my life was when God healed me of hepatitis C. Yeah. And I, I knew it, felt it, but I wanted proof. I got to have proof. Well, I have this tooth that goes bad, and I go in, and this dentist asks me, what other dentist have you been to? And I said, you're the only one I've been to. He said, no, you've been somewhere else because this is a gold crown, and I don't put gold crown in people's mouths. Ooh, come on. There's more on. than one person seen all that. Yeah. But you know, all of my people that's in here today, church people and other people, I love all of y'all dearly. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm like a grandpa. Seeing his grandchildren come in. Yeah. And love on the Lord. Just recently, as I accepted the Lord, two years ago, I accepted the Lord as my personal Savior. Come on. And since then, he has been the breath in my lungs. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Gary. Come on. Thursday. Thursday night, I'd asked for prayer and my prayer was help me pray out loud because I have a real problem praying out loud yeah Tim's got the same problem <laughs> three people last week I prayed for out loud whoa come on you know I love the Lord and I love this church and I love my family you're all my family come on thank you Gary thank you thank you that uh, that's what it's like. Careful. Careful, I ain't worried about Gary. He's he's young, young buck. Uh, you know, Gary has been involved in AA and NA, and uh, he tells me how it brings him joy to see someone have that aha moment. You know. And uh, now I didn't know you have, you've only, I didn't know you didn't take showers before just a few years ago. <laughs> I'm glad you're clean now, Gary. <clears throat> I'd recommend, I recommend bathing. That, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, Camille didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, oh, she's, she's explaining it to Harvey. <laughs> Isn't God good? Is he the truth, the way, and the life? He always is. And every time you see someone taking that step, let's throw a party. You know why? Read the rest of this. Jesus tells this story. Of course, you know, he welcomes sinners and he eats with them. And Jesus said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. Rejoice with me. And every time in the Bible you see the word for joy, it's, it's extravagant joy that is so huge that you can't keep it in. You need someone to help carry it with you. Did you get that? You see what happens when we participate with what is important to God? The joy that is so much inside of Him, He can't hold it, that when you participate with Him, it gets all over you, and no matter what's going on in your life, you have joy. And you have joy, and you have joy. And then when you have joy, guess what? It gets on the people beside you. And it's unbelievable and it's supernatural. He said, He calls His friends and neighbors together because He found a sheep. It's really the word lamb. It's the word lamb. You know, a sheep is big. I'm going to show a little video of sheep. And, uh, okay, uh, you, can you show that video? The sheep video? I want to show the sheep video. Are they not the cutest things ever? And look at that lamb. That's a lamb. Lamb's huge. So you got to get this picture. When he's saying this, that he's talking about lambs. You know what lambs do? They go frolicking around like you just saw. They, don't even, they just jump. They don't even look where they're jumping. They'll run off. And I, I looked up a bunch of videos. There's all kinds of cute videos of those things. And it's like, I don't know how those lambs survive. Because they don't even pay attention to where they're going. And they just take off running. And if there's three or four of them together, it's just like children. They'll just take off running. And it's like, don't you know that's a highway? No. And you know what the sheep do? They're docile. They eat. They lay down. Chew their cud. Then they eat some more. And they just sort of follow the shepherd because they've learned a lamb, a full-grown lamb, has learned the voice of the shepherd protects them and feeds them and nourishes them, and it's where life is. But those poor lambs, they, you know what, they just can't, they just, they just get in trouble all the time. Run into briar patches they can't get out of, fall into holes, break their little legs, eat junk they shouldn't eat because they're not... Staying with the shepherd. You know what? It's funny. When I was studying this, it's like, oh, I know they translate it sheep, but in our English world, we would call those lambs, little lambs. 
And now it makes sense because I'm wondering, one of those big old sheep with full of hair, could you imagine picking that up and carrying it on your shoulders? But when they describe it, they would take those lambs when they run off. This shepherd, he's taking care of all these sheep with their lambs. And one little lamb just runs off playing and gets lost. And doesn't know how to get back. Doesn't, doesn't have enough sense to listen to the shepherd's voice. And you know what those shepherds do? They pick that lamb up. They, it says, here's, I want this should encourage you. I don't want to do this. So we're going to, next week we're going to talk more about this. But I want to tell you, it's a, it's a perfect illustration of us and, and the Lord. Not a one of us found our way back to the Lord. He came and found us. He finds us. When I'm lost, He finds me. When my heart's broken, He finds me. When somebody tragedy falls on me and my family, He finds me. When I didn't know Him, He found me. And you know how He found me? He came where I was. He came out into the wilderness. And it was tough, you know. My friends were those, those sinners. <laughs> and really the word for sinner is just wayward. It's lost, off track, gone the wrong way. And God is looking for you. And so I look at that and I think about this and then he, what he says, right? He says, when I find one, I, I call my friends. Jesus calls his friends. Who are we? If you're a follower of Christ, you're a friend of God. He calls you when he finds one lost sheep, one lost lamb. Because you know where most of us get lost, honestly, when we're young? That's where bondages start. That's where brokenness starts. That's where addictions start. It happens when you're young. Because you run around like a chicken with your head cut off, not looking where you're going. Just like I did. And things happen to you that's out of your control. And we don't shoot those lambs for, they call that frolicking. You know, when they just sort of jump around and we think that's so cute and so fun. I'm worried they're going to get hurt. <laughs> like, stop that. Just lay down in the grass and eat. You'll be fine. Don't move. You know, I was trying to get Camille to put a helmet on the other day because she was riding a little scooter thing. I was like, you know, you should wear a helmet when you do that. She didn't. She just played. But sheep are like that. They just want to have fun. They're not doing anything wrong, but they're not staying with the shepherd. And when you're not with the shepherd, all kinds of darkness can come over you. Thieves can find you. Wolves can attack you. You can eat stuff that you think is good for you and it's poisonous grass. Briars can get stuck to you and hurts and cuts and you don't have, you know, they get their little legs cut jumping around those rocks and then it gets infected and the shepherd's not there and they've, they've run off from the shepherd and there's no one there to tend their wounds. You see, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for those people. And guys, you, wanna, you want God's prescription for happiness? It's participate with him in finding those people that have gone off on their own. Participate with him. That's why I think a lot of you participate with him and you don't realize you are. And so you don't come to the party. You know, all three of these parables in Luke 15, the lost sheep, the lost coins, and the two lost sons, all three of them end the same way. Jesus was making a point to the Pharisees. He was making a point. This is where joy is found. 
I find a lost son and I throw a party. I find my lost coin and I throw a party. I find a lost lamb and I throw a party. It's the source of joy that comes from the Lord. And every one of us are invited to the party. You know, I watch, uh, I'm going to have another, I'm just going to mess with y'all because I, I really did. Uh, this was one sermon and it's probably going to be four because I don't want to keep y'all till three in the afternoon. But uh, I love watching those of you that are addicted to this drug. You know, the Jesus drug. I, I love watching you. And uh, you know, somebody who's way addicted to this is Tommy. Tommy, come up here, if you don't mind. I make fun of a lot of Tommy and his son, Dalsa, who's just like him. But uh, I want, come on up here. Tommy's an ex-musician. He's used to being on stage. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, sure. he, uh, I watch him and I watch his face when somebody's finding Jesus or just yeah. discovering a new walk with Jesus. I watch him because you know why? <laughs> He gets excited. I know. Here, here. Tell us what happens to you when you see that happening. Oh my goodness gracious! I tell you what, y'all just don't know what it does to an old man to see all you youngsters in here and everybody else and loving Jesus and Jesus has come into y'all's life. Hallelujah! What's it do to an old man? It makes me. <laughs> Happy, 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 hello, happy, hello. Happy, happy, happy. happy, happy. Come here, give me that. You did good. You didn't cry. That's the first time he hadn't cried. I'm like, I don't think he can do it. You see, that's what Jesus is talking about. It, why don't you should come up here and watch somebody have an encounter with Jesus and just watch Tommy? He'd be like, I want some of that. Whatever he's on, I want to be on. Well, his name's Jesus. Maybe you just got confused and you think following Jesus meant being perfect. No, it means coming out of the darkness into the light. And it keeps happening forever in your life. And so get excited about it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's an elixir that's better than anything the snake doctors sell. So uh, can I have one more person I want to to talk today because there's a, there's so many of you guys that are really this is who you are and so I could be everybody could talk but uh Vicky I don't see Vicky Jessica's yeah there she is I see her behind Angie and her mom I know we had several healings Angie's mom got healed this week yeah I know uh, Scott's mom got healed this week um, I got healed this week I just made that up I didn't get it so I wanted to share, um, Jessica, my daughter, had some friends come over, and um, they were visiting her, and uh, it was Amber and Jake, and Jake uh, had a lot of health problems, uh, especially with his heart, and if I remember correctly, uh, uh, like only 20% or less of his heart was working properly, and um, so Jessica brought them down to me and said, uh, let's pray for Jake. And so um, we did. And um, Amber, uh, his friend, let me get my phone going here, sent a text uh, to us yesterday and told us what happened later. And I just wanted to read that because this is, God working, and this is the source of the joy that's in my heart. Come on. And so, anyway, I wanted y'all to hear. Okay. Um, 
I just uh, know that, J wait a minute, yeah. I just know that Jake never really thought about God until the day that your mom prayed for him. His uh, favorite song wasn't Jesus. Jake didn't listen to that kind of music. I just know that your mom praying for him got him to realize that he needed Jesus and that it was because your mom, he called a preacher, I'm not even sure which one, to come, for, to come pray for him. He wanted to get saved. That, not, that day at your house, just that one prayer made Jake accept God as his Savior. Yeah. And, and although, although and, and let me remind you, he was really in critical shape at that time. He said, although his health continued to decline, that prayer brought the Holy Ghost into Jake's life, and he never talked about God before. I honestly believe that your mom saved his soul. Well, I didn't save his soul. But I released what God was doing and just through prayer. I mean, God did it all. Yeah. And God's the one that saved him. God's the, the Holy Spirit's the one that was speaking into his heart at that time. And so just the joy, I mean, tears came to my eyes as I read this. And Jessica had told me a little bit about it. And it was just... It's a joy that's indescribable when you see someone being freed, even when they're sick, uh, being freed of that heaviness, that chain that holds them down. And in this case, God did something better. I mean, he's in heaven now. He's eternally with God now. Yeah. And that just... I mean, it's, so, it's such a deep joy that comes into someone's heart when they pray for others and they get to see what happened. But I wanted to tell one other story, uh, and I'll try to make it quick. Um, there was uh, a woman at Walmart, and she was having trouble walking, and I saw her, and I felt led to go over to her and just pray for her. And there's always a little bit of fear, you know, to go over and talk, ask someone if you can pray for them. But she let me pray, and um, we didn't see anything dramatic at the time. And so uh, we le I left, and she went on her way. And then several months later, she showed up in our church, and she was just visiting, and she was visiting several churches, and I just happened to be on the prayer team that day. And uh, she made her way to me, and she said, I just, I found you. I've been looking, I've been kind of looking for you since you prayed for me that day at Walmart, but God healed me that day. Ah, and so I just, you know, and so can you imagine what that did to me? I mean, I was ready to do cartwheels <laughs> down the, you know, inside the uh, church that day. But anyway, it's amazing to, to pray and just release God and just see what he's doing. He's just an amazing God. Come on. Way to go, Vicki. Well done. Uh, so guys, this is just the beginning. It's like, well, what are you trying to convince us? Yes. I'm trying to convince you to, to get in step with Jesus. What, what brings him joy will bring you joy. It's like, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, exuberant joy. Jesus, that word means it's too much. I wrote this down, the, the definition in a Greek dictionary. One feels exuberant joy is too much to bear alone. Jesus can't take it. 
<laughs> I didn't know there's anything he couldn't do, but he can't take it. He can't bear it alone. It is, and it, they, they talk so weird in these dictionaries, and is positively relieved. He gets relief by having others share it with him. You want to help Jesus out? Take some of his joy. Come on. It's a positive way to get relief. And guys, it's what we get to do. And what, what do we do? You know, I love this. It's true. Rejoice with me. Rejoice with me, Jesus said. you got to share it with him. And you know, all throughout Scripture, this has been true. So today, I'm going to stop. I could go on. We've got more, but... Uh, you know what? Let's get on board with him. And I'm okay. You know what repentance is. It's metanoia. We're going to go into depth about that word next week. It's not godly sorrow. That's not a good debt. Repentance isn't even the right English word to translate into metanoia from. Repentance is changing. It's an extreme change of your mind. Choose to think like Jesus thinks. Reason with him. He's right. He gets excited when he sees one person coming out of the darkness into the light. And get, in, get with him. So this morning, you know what? We should be uncontrollably joyful whenever we see one of us coming closer to Jesus. Going another step in our walk with him and our journey with him. Just like that, uh, Gary got to pray out loud for people. Three? Three. That's crazy. Well, he, Gary just had another step. We should celebrate that. Right? It's like some of you decided not to kill somebody yesterday, and that was a great decision with the Lord, right? We should celebrate that, especially if you were the person they were mad at. You should be happy. You see, I think we, we, we've become entitled and complacent and focus on things that he's not focused on well but what about those 99 sheep he left take it up with the lord it's his illustration not mine he focuses on me and you and our friends when we're not with him and we do we all get distracted he wants you to come home so this morning maybe this is your day to have an aha moment that coming home to Jesus really is the best thing. It was hard. Y'all don't realize this, but Gary's been going to church since he was a kid. He gave his life to Jesus three years ago. Well, is that possible? Yeah. I talked to another man just three weeks ago who was an outstanding leader in his community and in his church, 40-year-old man, self-made man. And he walked down in front of his church and said, guys, y'all don't know this, but I've never known Jesus. I've just come to church. And it took humility for him to say that. But you know what? God's healed him and saved his marriage since then. He really met Jesus. Maybe you haven't had that moment yet. Today would be a great day to have it. And uh, I say, will everybody... Maybe you don't know how to celebrate with joy like King David did. We're going to talk about King David next week. King David knew how to party with Jesus, right? He is the example 
in the, of someone who could celebrate the Lord. So, so if you're here today and you need to make a step with Jesus, I encourage you to do it. And when, when you do it, it'll make us happy. And we're going to all act like Scott, okay? So uh, y'all just look at Scott. Everybody watch Scott. Whatever he does, you do. Yeah, get your arms down, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, if he pats you on the back, you may want to duck before he hits you. I'm just saying. Right? We, it's the best thing, the best thing in our lives. It's what keeps us going is people taking another step with Jesus. And it, it doesn't matter which step you're on. Every time you take a step. So this morning, if you need to take a step, you know, I know I was there. Me and Harvey were there when Gary got healed of hepatitis C and God gave him a, coal, a gold tooth. It's crazy. It's as gold as my wedding ring and it was silver. We were there when that happened. We didn't even know to celebrate. Like, we were like, good. Next. No. It's not what Jesus does. He celebrates and he has joy. So guys, let's have joy. So let's all stand up. And uh, we're going to have ministry teams up here. And we have these times, these ministry times at the end of the service so you can respond. Maybe you need to come and give your life to Jesus today. Maybe Jesus wants to heal your body today. Maybe he wants to set you free from those chains today uh, and we'll celebrate with you and these guys will be up here they want to pray with you and uh, it'd be a good day so I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to you and I would encourage you to respond and then I'd encourage all of us to respond with joy <laughs> at every decision someone makes so father I just do I pray for all of us me and everybody in this room that uh, today we would do that thing. We would take that next step. That God, today would be a good day to trust you. We had a word this morning that it's a day that you can choose to trust him. And he'll, he won't let you down. He will not let you down. He'll never leave you alone. So Jesus, would you speak to us right now? Is there somewhere in our lives, God, is there somewhere we need to trust you? This is for everybody. Maybe it's your first time, maybe it's your hundredth time. But Jesus, is there somewhere today in, your, in our lives where you're offering us the gift that we could trust you? So just listen to the Lord for a second. Hmm. So God wants to set people free today. Free from having to. Free to experience Him. So Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing. And what your plans are that you care about all of us lost sheep. Amen. So I believe it. I believe it. So next week we're going to finish these stories, finish that parable. And uh, I, yeah, but we all clap. 
it's good to invite people to come into the presence of the Lord. So invite people and you'll get to watch something happen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. I couldn't find I couldn't find it.